This is Barry Zalma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's blog, Zalma on Insurance. Today it's time to decide what happens when doctors, healthcare providers, lie to insurers and what happens to them when the insurer figures it out. The uh, United States District Court recognized that to allege an Insurance Fraud Prevention Act fraud in the state of New Jersey, plaintiff need only plead that the defendant's knowledge, falsity, and materiality of the insurance claim was false. Stephen J. Conti, D.O., Dr. Conti, and various other health care providers, collectively the defendants, moved the court to dismiss plaintiff Aetna, Inc. and Aetna Life Insurance Company's complaint pursuant to the Federal Rule of Civil Procedure, Section 12b-6. In Aetna, Inc. v. Open MRI and Imaging of Rochelle Park et al., the United States District Court for the District of New Jersey on November 23, 2022, dealt with and applied the New Jersey Insurance Frauds Prevention Act, the IFPA, to resolve the motions made by the defendants. The case arose out of allegations by Aetna that the defendants engaged in fraudulent billing schemes to profit from administering to patients COVID-19 rapid tests. The plaintiffs allege that at the outset of the COVID-19 pandemic, OpenMRI and others with began providing COVID-19 rapid tests to patients at their joint practice location in New Jersey. The plaintiffs asserted that in taking a rapid test at open MRI, a patient would have their temperature taken, answer a series of screening questions regarding their symptoms, receive a nasal swab, and shortly thereafter be provided with test results. Plaintiffs contended that the entire interaction would last no more than a few minutes and involved minimal interaction with a physician. The defendants allegedly charged their patients $35 for a rapid test, but then submitted significantly higher charges to the plaintiffs for reimbursement. Plaintiffs alleged that to profit from the administration of COVID-19 rapid tests, the defendants implemented four fraudulent schemes. One, billing for COVID-19 tests performed without required licenses and authorizations. Two, billing for specimen handling services not rendered. Three, inflating charges for services provided, a tactic known as upcoding and four, submitting claims through various businesses to avoid plaintiff's fraud detection protocols. In addition to allegedly billing for services not rendered, like specimen handling, plaintiffs also contended that the defendants upcoded their claims, that is, defendants allegedly inflated their bills by submitting claims 
requesting compensation for more involved medical services than were actually provided when administering a COVID-19 rapid test. Plaintiffs allege that due to this upcoding, plaintiffs overpaid defendants in excess of half a million dollars for claims misrepresenting the services the defendants rendered. Last among the purported fraudulent schemes, the plaintiffs also allege the defendants submitted claims from other defendants, universal and integrated, to conceal their improper billing practices. The defendants moved to dismiss the action and challenged the sufficiency of plaintiff's complaint on two grounds. First, as it relates to plaintiff's fraud-based claims of insurance fraud, common law fraud, and negligent misrepresentation, the defendants argued that plaintiff's allegations were not pleaded with the specificity required by Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 9b. Under New Jersey law, to establish a common law fraud claim, a plaintiff must demonstrate, one, a material misrepresentation of a presently existing or past fact, two, knowledge or belief by the defendant of its falsity, three, an intention that the other party rely on it, four, reasonable reliance thereon by the other party, and five, resulting damages. In contrast to common law fraud and negligent misrepresentation, the Insurance Fraud Prevention Act does not require proof of reliance on the false statement or resultant damages, nor proof of intent to deceive. Instead, to sustain a fraud claim under the IFPA, a plaintiff must only allege knowledge, falsity, and materiality of the claims. A plaintiff must support its fraud allegations by demonstrating the who, what, when, where, and how of the events at issue. However, a plaintiff need not allege every material detail so long as it pleads the circumstances of the fraud with sufficient particularity to place a defendant on notice of the precise misconduct with which it is charged. The USDC concluded that the plaintiff adequately alleged its fraud-based claims with the requisite specificity by asserting that the defendants engaged in a series of fraudulent schemes to induce plaintiffs to pay defendants for services defendants were not authorized to render or were not rendered at all. Moreover, plaintiffs alleged that the defendants submitted these claims knowing that they were false and further knowing that plaintiffs would rely on defendants' representations regarding what services were rendered as being true and accurate. These allegations establish each element of plaintiffs' fraud-based claims and taken together are sufficiently particular to place the defendants on notice of the conduct giving rise to plaintiffs' claims in satisfaction of Rule 9b's heightened pleading standard. Accordingly, defendants' motion to dismiss for failure to satisfy Rule 9b was denied, and the plaintiffs will be required to go to trial to either prove the health care provider defendants acted fraudulently 
or the defendants are able to prove they did not commit fraud. In my opinion, Aetna should be commended for recognizing an attempted or actual fraud and acting proactively to sue on behalf of the state of New Jersey under the IFPA to punish those they believed had committed fraud and obtained damages for the insurers in the state from those who perpetrated the fraud. Insurance fraud is a crime in the state of New Jersey, but may not be a crime the state is willing to pursue when it is as complex as that involving multiple health care providers and multiple hundreds of different bills. The IFPA allows insurers to act on behalf of the state to deter or defeat insurance fraud. If the allegations prove true, the conduct of the health care providers to profit from a pandemic is a clear violation of their Hippocratic Oath and is, in my opinion, not only a fraud, but evil. This video was adapted from my blog, Zalma on Insurance, which is available free to anyone who clicks on the URL zalma.com slash blog and to which you can subscribe so that you will be advised of every blog posting, including the more than 4,400 already posted, that will be given on a daily basis, usually five days a week, sometimes more. The videos will be available on YouTube.com and on Rumble.com, and you can subscribe to those videos if you wish, so that you can be advised of the availability of the videos that also appear as a podcast if you wish to only listen to what is said in the video. If you found these videos and blog postings to be useful, please tell your friends and colleagues so that they can also subscribe. And you might also find it useful to follow or subscribe to my Locals community and my Substack publication. Thank you for your attention.